as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Back guys to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 111. My name is Davram, and thank you very much for hanging out, tuning in, listening, watching wherever you are, and however you may be enjoying this show. Thank you very, very, very much. This week has been uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> Projects at work just keep the more and more just keep coming and they just keep coming. And, uh, and, uh, let's see here between Monday at like 7am and Wednesday at like 9am, I basically worked 48 hours straight and, uh, I, I, I can't express how much like drain it is. When you get things under control or you feel like things are getting under control, things are moving forward, schedules are nice, and then all of a sudden, everything just hits you. It it just comes down the pipe and it's just like, all right, there's more stuff for you to do. And when when a year ago, I, I had a team of five people who was doing this workload. And now we have a team of two people and, uh, uh, the workload has not gotten less. So, um, been still trying to stream as much as possible. Been playing a lot of Diablo. Um, it's just a lovely game. I'm having so much fun with Diablo. Uh, there's some issues, but that's beside the point. Um, trying to keep up with all the wonderful sea of thieves stuff going on right now. Um, in the, in the talk, and we'll talk about some of that here in a minute, but it's, it's just been crazy. It's just been crazy, but uh, just so you all know, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, I will be at Fest of Legends, which is the Sea of Thieves Fest United States version this year, um, uh, hosted uh, in Columbus, Ohio by uh, Dread Pirate Doug of Race of Legends. I'm very excited. Uh, I will be there. Uh, both days, all day, uh, the whole event, uh, however long it goes, I don't remember the times, but I will be there every day and the whole event. So if you are planning on being at uh, Festive Legends uh, in Columbus, Ohio next weekend, uh, please do come by and say hi. I will have little uh, Davram uh, uh, pirate trading cards that I will sign and give anyone who wants them. Um, I do believe I also have some pirate talk radio stickers, um, left as well. So, uh, if you come up and say hello, um, I will probably have stickers and a trading card for you, uh, that I will sign if you would like that. Um, I will also have a uh, little book that I started last year at, uh, at sea of thieves fest. Um, and, uh, if you want to write your name down there and something, uh, I had people writing their name down as they came up and saw me at Sea of Thieves Fest just so I could remember um, folks that I met. So I'll have that there as well. So if you want to sign the quote unquote guest book, uh, please, please just 
let me know. And if I forget, look, here's the thing. It's going to be a crazy weekend because I got two charity events going on at the exact same time that I'm coordinating. So if for some reason you come up and say hello and I forget a trading card or a sticker or for you to sign the book, please don't hesitate to be like, hey, could I get a, a pirate trading card or could I get a sticker or could I sign your your book? Because quite frankly, I'm a forget because there's a lot of stuff going on that weekend. So my brain is going to be all over the place. Um, but I definitely want to meet each and every one of you and talk to you um, and see how you're doing um, and then let you uh, get get your little swag to take home and uh, also uh, sign the book. So please don't hesitate to, to, to it's, I'm not going to consider it rude. I'm literally legitimately going to thank you because I am going to forget. So, um, and, and if you're like, well, I don't know if I will see you, you may blend it. Trust me. I'm not going to blend in. I'm going to probably be the giant biggest dude in that entire building. So you're, you're not, and I got a bald head. You're, and I've got two Sea of Thieves shirts that I'm going to be uh, wearing one each day. Trust me, you are not going to miss me. Yellow glasses, tattooed arms, giant man, okay? The venue is not that big. I, I know I've been there before. It's not that big. You ain't going to miss me. So, um, But please do come up and say hello. Um, But before we get into the meat and potatoes of our Sea of Thieves talk and Sea of Thieves news... We've got some thank yous to do. Um, Chartable has not pulled in any new five-star reviews, so if you've left a five-star review and you're not in the United States, do be patient. Uh, I know Spotify is now pulling in there as well, uh, along with Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast was pretty much the only one it was pulling there for a while for some reason, but it does show that Spotify is supposed to be pulling in as well. So, um, um, again, if you've left a five-star review, you're not in the United States. Um, I apologize if you've left it and I haven't read it off. I, I legitimately depend on this website to pull in all the reviews because going to all the different apps and pulling the reviews is, is a lot of, a lot of time. And fun, unfortunately, like I mentioned time that I don't have. So I do depend on that site. So again, I apologize if I've not read off your review. Um, but if you would like a shout out, please do put a five-star review in and let me know. And as soon as it pops up in chartable, I will read it off because I love reading that stuff off. Um, but the folks I definitely want to thank today are the patrons. And I know I got a lot of feedback in the last episode about the audio. I am aware that the audio, uh, was pretty much dog water and poo poo pants, um, last week. And that was because as I explained, my $600 audio interface went out right before the recording, actually a couple days before the recording. And that's a lot of money and hard to replace. So, I, uh, I, I gave a thank you to the patrons, but I want to, again, especially thank them because as you can tell, the audio is back to relative normal. Uh, now you should have a decent listening experience and not so hollowy and echoey and all that fun stuff because of the audio interface being gone. Um, but thank you very much to the patrons. It's because of you folks that I was able <clears throat> to get a replacement audio interface in. It's not the $600 version, um, but it will do. Um, so thank you very much uh, to the patrons at Skimelt666, Lane and Regis Stella. Uh, I, I know a lot of folks out there, they they probably look at Patreon. They think about Patreon. They're, they're not quite sure if they want to subscribe to someone on Patreon. I don't know what other people use their patron for. I try to be very, very clear uh, and very, very open about what that money goes to. That money legitimately goes to 
this. Okay. It goes to the hosting service. Um, it goes to if I need uh, any sort of media updates as far as uh, uh, graphics and things like that. It goes to equipment, and equipment's usually the most expensive. And thanks to them, we were able to get audio back and up and running in a week. So uh, that's that's all due to the amazing support uh, that I really appreciate from uh, the patrons. So thank you very much. And if you guys would like to subscribe on the Patreon, the lowest subscription tier starts at one dollar. Uh, so it's 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 very nice. And I'll tell you what, some people might think, well, that one dollar is not going to do a lot. Hey, it does a lot. One dollar can go a long way because um, it can go in the bank account and can get uh, interest and 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 I can use that. So thank you very much to those who are continuing to support uh, my content and Pirate Talk Radio. All right. So let's get into the Sea of Thieves. Um, we had a new Sea of Thieves news video um, come out. And, you know, it's it, it, very classic Sea of Thieves news video. You know, they talk about the new stuff coming to the Emporium. Any of you folks out there who like kind of the beach goer vibe in your in your pirate look, coconuts and bananas and, and palm trees, um, they are bringing back a previous season ship set to the pirate emporium uh, that if you didn't have the plunder pass or you weren't able to play during that season, you now have the ability to buy it in the, uh, in the pirate emporium. And they have added a weapon set. Uh, the blunder bus has like a coconut as the barrel. Um, they, they look really goofy and, 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 but I know a lot of people like that kind of goofiness um, when it comes to some of the stuff that they do on their pirates. Uh, so check that out. Uh, should be live in the emporium right now, actually, because the up, Update uh, pushed um, out so to, to production, so we should be able to see all the new Emporium stuff. Um, there is a free emote, as there always is in a large update. This is the pale percussion emote, uh, where your pirate pulls out the bucket, turns it upside down, and uses it as a little drum. So um, again, make sure you get into the Emporium and make sure you do hit that uh, free emote there and make sure you, uh, you get that for you. Uh, the other thing that was announced in the, and, and again, I mentioned this, um, I think last week about the next adventure coming. Now the countdown, um, the countdown in the game is not really, it, it's counting down to the next adventure, but we just had, you know, it didn't really give us a lot of details necessarily on what this uh, adventure is, right? So here's the thing. And I, I can't really, uh, I can't really go into why this is the, the case. I honestly have no clue why they chose to, to do it this way. Um, but it doesn't appear to be the third step of the Briggsy um, uh, tale. Remember the last time we had adventures, we had a Briggsy tale. We had a continuation of the Briggsy tale. And then the third adventure was supposed to wrap that up as she went into the sea of the damned uh, to confront or to work with the dark brethren and all that stuff. It doesn't appear that this particular tale is going to, this particular adventure is going to wrap that up. I didn't get that vibe, okay? I didn't get that vibe based on the Sea of Thieves news and the little uh, video they had in there. I got this vibe that it's going to be another story arc. Now, though I love the adventures, uh, some have been rough, some have been really nice. 
I really wish they would have continued to do the one, two, three parters and tie up the storylines um, or tie up ends before moving on to something else. You know, some of them were were tying together as we're painting a bigger story, but each of them had kind of a tie up point in what they were trying to tell. The story they were trying to tell had a bow on it at the end, but it also might have led into something else. This Briggsy one, based on the the most recent kind of tease of what this next adventure is, it feels like the Briggsy one was one, two, and we'll get back to it later, which I'm really not a fan of because everyone was really enjoying the Briggsy one. I had my own personal reasons um, on, on, I believe, the one where the red sky and the spinning stars really didn't hit for me because it was making me ill. But overall, the story throughout the first two Briggsy adventures was really nice. We were learning a lot about Briggsy. We were learning about her past. And Briggsy is one of those characters that regardless of, of what we know about her, just playing the Briggsy adventures in the tall tale was enough for you to most people fall in love with that character. Yes, she was the bad guy in the, in those tall tales, but it, the, the, the story and, and more so the, the, I guess, voice lines that she had. She was just a fun end boss to those tall tales. And there was a lot that I wanted to know more about Briggsy. And these adventures were starting to do that. They were starting to fill in some of those gaps and they started to give kind of Briggsy a little bit of um, empathy and a little bit of humanity in that she cares about Tasha and she wants to be able to um, help Tasha with this whole uh, skeletal curse thing. But now with this new one, it appears that this one is going to revolve around the pirate Lord and specifically some lost artifacts that have been stolen from the pirate Lord. If you remember back, um, um, I don't know how long ago, but if you remember back the, um, when, when Pendragon was put into the picture frame, um, after he sacrificed himself and, or whatnot, um, in that whole battle with Flameheart and he's in the picture frame in Reaper's hideout. There was this whole thing where, um, Flameheart Jr. Um, the, the, the Reaper, the masked Reaper at Reaper's hideout, he wanted um, his old uh, sword, the, the Pendragon's old, the sword, sword of souls. And he wanted to basically corrupt it and make it a flame heart sword, right? A, a sword of flame. Um, and there's been this rat that has been in a lot of the sea of thieves uh, media uh, for the past couple months. Um, and everyone's speculating who this rat is now, mind you, I, along with some people who've talked to me in streams and in the discord believe that that rat is, is a spy, right? It's a, it's a spy of Flameheart. It's a spy of du junior and it's a, in the rat, you know, that, that verbiage rat means it's a traitor or it's a, um, it's a spy that is currently viewed as a friend or a part of the guardians or the Athena faction. Um, but it is it, it really part of the Reaper faction, right? You always see the green eyes, wherever that rat is. People thought maybe the rat played, was going to play a part in the mystery. It didn't appear that way. Um, but this rat is still there and you see the rat in the video in the sea of thieves news when they're, when, when they're talking about that, the pirate Lord has lost these artifacts and we have to go figure out why, where, 
who took them, where they're at, et cetera, et cetera. That rat is still very apparent and actually takes a very center piece when the pirate Lord's talking to people at the outpost. The rat is like really close to the camera watching down. It reminds me of the, of the Reaper bird they were using for a while. The Reaper parrot that would be kind of stationed around these different outposts, basically spying on everything. That's kind of what this rat reminds me of, but the green eyes and everything, I really feel feel like this rat is part of the Athena group as we view it. And the rat is, is someone maybe a ghost or, or someone like that, but has turned on the Athena group, right? Has, has turned its back on the, the, the guard, the Athena and is now allied with flame art. Now I've heard some speculations from folks that maybe the rat is Duke in disguise. I, I don't know. Um, but I remember way back in the day, we talked about H, you know, in the mystery. And um, we still don't know who H is. The mystery has now concluded. Uh, congratulations on whoever solved that one. The last uh, step took folks a very long time. Uh, and, and I will go through the codes in case uh, anyone still needs to know the codes. Um, and, and again, I will warn you spoilers when we get there, but we're not there yet. But the idea of H being a former gold hoarder that in the comic books was expelled from the order. We talked about this a while back uh, when the mystery and and the rat was just starting to get, you know, some really big attention. The mystery had started. We started to speculate on stream. We started to speculate in discord that that might be the gold hoarder from the comic books who, um, who was, who was kicked out of the order, who left the order. And what's really interesting is I think last week, um, before the fourth part of the mystery was solved, Falcor actually posted a video going through the exact thing that I had talked about a, a few months prior about this gold hoarder um, being H and the gold hoarder is the one that, you know, left the order because of reasons. And um, he had a whole video on it and you can go check it out. But that gold hoarder we haven't heard from since. And so it would make sense. This person obviously doesn't like the gold hoarders because of that. What happened to him um, when he was was when he was training slash being in the order itself. Um, and so obviously there's some some animosity there. So I guess where where I'm going with this is we still don't know who H is. We have this rat out there. Hopefully we figure out who the rat is, but there's a lot of empty untied storylines and they seem to be growing again. I thought we got to a point uh, in sea of thieves where they were starting to tie up some of these storylines with these adventures. And now I feel like we're going back in time and unraveling things again. And I just hope that we can tie some of this stuff off and I hope we figure out who H is sooner rather than later. I hope we tie off the Briggsy storyline. I hope we figure out who this rat is, but it's, it's, we are, we are desperate for more content because of season nine. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think season nine is one of the best seasons they've done because they've cleaned up a lot of stuff. However, for the majority of player bases or the majority of player base, players are tired of season nine because there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff except for the chest of fortune. And so people are craving new content. People are craving new lore. People are craving things to do out in the seas. And sure, the mystery definitely gave speed people an extra voyage to do every so often. But again, not many people engaged in the mystery. Why? Because 
it's just like the arena. There's only a select group of hardcore legends out there. I would say probably less than 1% who are actually engaging in this mystery because it is challenging. And it was definitely built for those hardcore people who, you know, are spending hours upon hours a day in discords, going through Google drives, going through, uh, what was it? Google maps where you're diving in. People spent a shit ton of time to solve this and that's great for them. But again, we got rid of the arena because so many people are playing, but now we are creating new content. That's only focused on that 1%. And, and so it's hard for me to, to, to really defend rare right now because they're, I feel like it's an identity crisis, right? I feel like they need to keep with a schedule and they've proven time and time again, they can't keep it to a schedule. Look at their, look at their sea of thieves podcast. They announce a schedule. Then they get off the schedule Then they say, Hey, we're back and we're going to do this on a whatever basis. And then they get off of it. Hey, we're going to do seasonal content. And it's going to be three months. Oh, now it's four months. Oh, now it's five months. Oh, we're still going to be doing monthly updates. Oh, but this one's going to be pushed a month. And Oh, we're going to do these adventures and they're going to be three part stories. And we're going to tie up storylines and oh well now we didn't get to the third one but we're going to do this one it's just it feels like there's a lot of chaos going on and i've mentioned this before that the the and and i again i point at joe neat because Joe Neat is the executive producer. He is the head honcho. He is the one that owns the product Sea of Thieves. And when I say product, I mean when you work in a business that develops software, the software is the product, right? It's not a physical, you know, toy or a or a or a phone or a piece of Tupperware, right? The software, the game is the product. He is the product owner. He is the executive producer. He is the product owner of Sea of Thieves. And they they are so lofty in things that they want to do and stories they want to tell. I feel like he loves all this stuff going on, but he really needs to dial it in and focus people, right? We were starting to get to a good point with seasons every three months season, every three months season with monthly small updates in between and little events. That was so good. We were, we were nailing it. And then we had these adventures and we were telling a story in a three part series that also opened it up for the next adventure, nailing it. Everything was focused, but it only stayed that way for a few months. And then all of a sudden seasons were going to four months because they weren't ready five months because they weren't ready. The monthly updates were off. The podcasts were off. Now we're getting chaos in the adventure system. And I feel like we're taking steps back because I feel like Sea of Thieves has bitten off a lot because they've got Monkey Island coming up, which in a tweet from Mike Chapman says that the first part of Monkey Island is not even ready yet, which is probably why they push things out to July, because he said it's not even done yet. It's not ready yet which also makes sense why they're releasing it on a monthly basis, because if they don't have the first one ready, that definitely means the second one's not ready, which definitely means the third's not ready. Right. Um, so that is a bit concerning to me, um, that we're a month out and they don't have it done yet. They still have time, but they also have this adventure coming in, which doesn't tie into the previous two adventures. It doesn't appear. Um, and, and they're pushing the season out again. And it just feels like they're biting off more than they can chew 
issue and putting unrealistic timelines on themselves, which is causing these delays, which is causing this chaos, which is causing things not to be as linear and as enjoyable. And I, again, I point to Joe because Joe is that product owner. And I think he just needs to sit down with his lead designers. He needs to sit down with Chapman and say, look, guys, we've got to get back on a schedule. We've got to get focused. We cannot get back to the thing where everything is unraveled like our spaghetti code. We need to focus. We need to tie stuff up before we do something else because we're getting back into a bad place. We're getting back into that place pre-seasonal content where we didn't know when the next update was coming. We thought we did, but we were never correct because they never kept the schedule. And we're getting back to that where we're not sure if a season's going to be extended. We're not sure if something's going to be pushed out. And and that in my opinion is just really bad. It's, it goes along the same lines of extending a season without telling the players why, or putting in that the next adventure is coming and not telling the players right in live service games, you have to communicate to your players and you have to set realistic timelines for yourself that the players know and can, can believe that those timelines are going to, to hit because you can only bump things. You can only tell players something and then not deliver so many times before we just turn off. Right. And when you look at Twitter, people are excited about monkey Island as they should be. I'm excited about monkey Island. I don't know anything about monkey Island. People are excited about this stuff, but there's also a lot of discontent out there on social media space, which again is a small percentage of your, your player base, but there's a lot of discontent out there of just where are you going? Why are you extending? What's your roadmap? Like there is so much just confusion by the player base because we don't know what rare is doing the communication, though they're posting all their little Island pictures and they're doing all that stuff. And that's great. And it's a lot of content out there for us to enjoy and interact with. But what we care about is the game. We care about what's in the game. And it feels to me like they're losing that focus of that one, two, three month seasonal content with small updates, a series of three adventures that go story, 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 tie up story, introduce next story. We're losing that. And that's a problem in my opinion. And I hope maybe I'm reading into this adventure wrong. Maybe somehow this does tie up the Briggsy storyline, but from the information we got, it doesn't appear to be because the pirate Lord had nothing to do uh, with the first two Briggsy adventures. And now we're talking about pile Lord artifacts. I just don't feel like they're connected. And it really bothers me that we're getting back into that unwound chaos um, um, development cycle and game cycle. It really bothers me because when that happens, the code gets worse because it's all over the place. It's not focused. It doesn't have a clear path. The path keeps changing and that's when things start to get rough and we do not need things to get rough after we've cleaned up so much in season nine. So I hope, I hope Joe can, can get that together. Uh, and I hope he can start to focus folks and, uh, and, and start to get things, um, back to where they were as they were starting to do this seasonal content, get back to that consistency and get back to a clear and communicated, uh, uh, path forward for the players. We have Twitch drops coming, uh, Twitch drops will be happening for partnered 
Sea of Thieves streamers from June the 23rd to June the 26th. Okay, June the 23rd to June the 26th, you will get one emote and three pieces of the uh, Sapphire Eastern Winds set. It should be the last three pieces that have not dropped yet, along with an emote, uh, one hour per drop, making sure you're claiming it each hour uh, before it kicks over to the next one. There is a great, if you are, are not somewhere near your computer um, or you're not, you don't have your, you know, you're not watching it on your phone. I don't watch Twitch on my phone, um, but uh, you can. What you can do is there's a great add-on in um, in Google Chrome for Twitch, um, and what it allows you to do is you can just keep it keep Twitch open, keep a tab open, and it'll automatically claim everything for you. And that is called the automatic Twitch automatic Twitch extension uh, for drops. Uh, moments and and channel points. So I would suggest getting Google Chrome, uh, getting the automatic Twitch uh, uh, extension, uh, and then next weekend if you don't have the time because you know maybe you're tuning into uh, Festive Legends, maybe you're at Festive Legends. Um, either way, um, that way you can just set it up on your computer on a tab. Go to Festive Legends, have a great time, uh, and still get your drop. So again, Twitch drops 23rd of June to the 26th of June. Um, that was announced in the latest patch, which the Sea of Thieves video is obviously, the news video is obviously launched, um, usually when they do one of these patches. Uh, the other event that's coming, um, and, and in fact, if you're listening to this right now, it has already started. Um, it started on June the 15th. So as of this recording, it started two days ago. Uh, and it goes throughout uh, the weekend. Um, I think it actually might go a, a little bit longer. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Sea of Thieves. Uh, what is this called? Captain Week? Captain Sea Week? Captain Week? Let's see what the actual uh, date is. It is June 15th uh, to June 22nd is Captain's Week. Uh, there will be a link in the description um, of the YouTube video. It'll be in the show notes for your podcasting apps where you can go check out what all Captain's Week entails. Um, but I will give you a brief synopsis of Captain's Week um, um, and, and things going on here. So a large number of pirate and ship milestones have been rebalanced to make gaining uh, classes easier. And any progress already made will automatically convert, potentially boosting players to a higher class. The number of classes required to buy four tiers of trinkets has been significantly reduced. The cost of saving cosmetics to captain ships has been removed, and this function is now free. The gold cost for purchasing ship decorations and trinkets has been significantly reduced, and any captain's beds that unlock through milestones will now unlock at class two instead of class five. We talked about this revamp uh, a few weeks ago uh, when it was announced um, on Shelly uh, Preston's uh, a blog, but uh, uh, this is what we're talking about. It is now here. So the captain uh, rebalancing has happened, uh, which means, which means uh, you should now have your table, your sovereign's table or your, what is it? The gilded Phoenix table or something like that. Um, so you should now have that in your inventory. If you did hit your, um, if you did hit the um, particular 
level. I don't remember what that level was. I know I had a, a, a couple DMs asking me about it, and I hope I answered that and gave you the appropriate information. Um, but you should now have your table in game. Um, and again, based on what they said, that particular table, uh, it was only available up until that particular time. So if you're if you missed it, I'm sorry. Uh, you had plenty of time to do it, uh, and it wasn't that hard uh, to do. So hopefully uh, y'all got it if you wanted it. So Captain's Week is going on right now. So let's take a dive into what you get. Ship discounts. We don't want anyone to miss out on this week's celebrations. So we're helping new and returning captains alike to acquire new vessels and set out on the seas. For the duration of Captain's Week, all new ship purchases, may they be sloops, brigantines, or galleons, are at a 60% discount. Remember you buy with gold, but if you're uh, looking to buy a new ship, this would be the time to do it. If you've unlocked um, the ability to buy another ship because they're 60% discount. So um, you get, uh, you get that cheap, that, that ship and it's cheaper increased rewards. If you're still a little light on the coins to purchase that new ship or decorate your current one, fear not Anyone handing in treasure while sailing on captain's ship during this event will enjoy a boost to the amount of gold they receive and to their reputation, allegiance, and seasonal renown. Um, so, and I think that is to the sovereigns because we're talking about captaincy and captainship and the picture here on the website is of course of the sovereign's tent. Um, so you could probably test that out, but I would sell to the sovereigns if you possibly can. Now let's get into the fun things. Earn some new stylish swords. The sovereigns have additional rewards that you can unlock during captain's week. If you add in enough treasure to the sovereigns over the course of this event, you can unlock two blades be, uh, befitting a dignified sailor. I don't, I think one of them fits a dignified sailor. The other one looks like it's out of world of Warcraft <laughs> dignified sailor, the captain's rapier. That's the dignified one. And the captain's heavy sword. That's the world of Warcraft one. However, the sovereigns will only bestow these weapons on pirates who hand in eligible treasures. Fish, food, and treacherous plunder for the hunter's call won't count towards your progress. Keep track of how you're doing via the in-game special events menu. So the first sword, the rapier, um, while sailing a captain's ship, cash in small fortunes worth of treasure um, to the sovereigns, cashing in five items. So five uh, items which are not fish, food, or treacherous plunder will get you the rapier, which looks really nice. It looks really nice. Then the world of Warcraft sword, uh, looks like, uh, one of the paladin world of Warcraft swords, um, while sailing a captain ship cast cash in a sizable fortune, uh, to the sovereigns, 150 items, um, that are not fish food or treacherous plunder will net you the world of Warcraft paladin sword. It actually looks really cool. It, it actually might be a sword that I might use, um, uh, potentially, Um, so yeah, get that in there. Uh, as of the time of the recording, you've got almost five, just under five days left, uh, to get 150 treasure items turned into the sovereigns, uh, with a captain ship. Also, also during captain's week, 15th of June to the 22nd of June, we want to carry some captaincy perks into your own home to tie in with captain's week. The sea of thieves 
24 karat gold plated Athena Fortune's ship plaque is available from the rare store. Is on offer at a sub uh, at a substantial discount uh, during Captain's Week. Let's see what this substantial discount is. Um, I don't know what it usually goes for, but currently, right now, uh, it is on sale for twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. I am not sure what it normally sells for. Um, but $20 and 99 cents. And in fact, based on what I can see on their website, they are sold out. Uh, so, uh, you can't, uh, add a quantity and it says be back soon. So, um, looks like a lot of people dropped on this deal. So if you are interested in the 24 karat gold, Athena's fortune ship plaque, uh, to put in your own gaming area at home. Uh, you may want to check out the, uh, the rare store and keep your eye on it because it does appear, uh, that it is out of stock right at this minute. Um, so, uh, keep your eye on that. And while you're over at the rare store, make sure you check out all the other cool things. Um, they've got things, uh, to decorate your area. Uh, they've got the hoarders hunt t-shirts, which are really, really cool. Uh, I wish they would do more zip up hoodies. Uh, I really do. Uh, it makes me sad that they don't have a lot of zip up hoodies, but, uh, I always keep my eye on the rare store because I'll tell you this. There are a lot of things in the Sea of Thieves section or the rare store in general that the new things come up all the time. And if you don't see it, like they don't advertise a lot of stuff on that store very often. So I check that store like once a week because sometimes something cool will sneak in there. And then when I realize it was in there and I missed it, I'll get upset. So, uh, de- definitely check out the rare store. If you're a fan of having uh, crazy stuff hanging behind you, uh, like me, and, uh, I'm definitely got to get some stuff for the new studio, which is almost done. I keep saying that, but I'm telling you it is, it is, it is almost there. I'm so excited. Okay, um, so what else uh, was in the patch notes? Uh, Let's look down through here. So here's an interesting one. Again, the patch notes uh, link will be in the show notes if you want to check out the full length. I don't go through the full length because there's a lot of stuff on there that might interest some people, but it's kind of small or I don't find it very interesting. Uh, Here's an interesting one, though. Reduced cannonball knockback. Players sailing a galleon or a brigantine will find that the knockback from a cannonball splash damage no longer propels them so far into the air, preventing them from being uh, so easily sent overboard. However, they will still be knocked back and disoriented by the blast. This change makes the knockback experience consistent across all ships. That's good change. That's good change. This one. Folks, I have been talking about this for a while, a long while. Never thought it would happen. Logan, Captain Logan of Keelhole Podcast has been desperately trying to get them to do this. And when I say desperately, I mean, he's legitimately talked to people at Rare on his podcast. They, they I'm still trying to get them on my show, but that's beside the point. The ability for players in the game to watch trailers or news videos or things like that inside the game, right? So you don't have to go out because if it's in the game, players are probably more likely going to watch it than, than leaving the game, especially if you're on like Xbox, if you're on PC, it's one thing, but if you're on like a console, if you're on Xbox, 
you'd have to then go to a PC or, or, or pull up your phone to watch some of these videos. So having a video feature inside the game for players to ke- catch up on the adventure, to catch up on the mystery, to get the news, things like that would be huge. And I've been saying it for a while. Logan has been wanting it for a long while. Well, guess what? It has begun. It has begun, and I'm super, super stoked and excited uh, to see it. So video support. Players logging into Sea of Thieves will find that the front-end menu now has the ability to display video content. This will serve the latest trailers and content directly in-game, and once watched or skipped, will return to the beloved map table animation. Players will now also find video content within the What's New section on the front-end menu, which can be browsed and rewatched on demand. Let's give a good clap to Rare on this. Let's like seriously, like I I trash on them a lot because of poor and stupid decisions, but seriously, like this is huge. This is awesome. This is great. Like I I I I can't express. Now again, I know a lot of people out there are probably like, yeah, whatever, big whoop. Um, you know, and, and I I get it, I get it. Right. But for some players, this is a game changer for them. Maybe they don't have the best phone in the world. Maybe they don't have a PC. Maybe all that they have is their Xbox. And the fact that now they have the ability in their favorite game or one of their favorite games to watch the latest cinematic trailers from YouTube, to watch the latest Sea of Thieves news, to watch the latest mystery stuff right inside their game without having to pull out a phone or finding someone who has a tablet or something like that. I I get it. It's 2023 and people still think that everyone has access to a smartphone, high-speed internet, unlimited data, a computer. Like people still have this viewpoint that all gamers have access to all this technology and it's just not the case. Now, do a majority of I don't know, I would guess so, but the fact that you can now do all this inside the game without having to go to external sites and locations is absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad that rare did this. And I, and I'm just, I'm just in, in the words of one of my favorite YouTubers, mumbo jumbo, I'm chuffed to bits about this. I think this is great. Um, and it also allows me as a player who maybe doesn't see the YouTube content right immediately. When I log into the game, I can now get up to date on what's going on. So well done rare. Good job, folks. This is exactly what we wanted to see. Um, obviously, when I stream next, I'm going to be testing this out, uh, and I'll report back if it works really well or if it's kind of clunky, um, but at least this is a start. It is a start um, um, to get some of this in there because, again, there are players who didn't get to play the first adventure, the second adventure. They didn't get to play some of this time-limited stuff that's not coming back. And this is a start where Rare can maybe start to put some of that stuff inside the game for returning players or players who want to relive some of that uh, some of that uh, cool content, some of those cool cutscenes and, and story pieces. So this is a great start. I hope they continue to build on it. Um, and and this is awesome for 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 everything and everyone. So well done, Rare. I love this. Hundred percent. Hundred percent can't say enough about it mystery 
you know me. I'm not huge into the mystery. Um, personally, I think it's uh, too much time commitment outside the game, and it's not something that I'm really interested in diving into. Um, I know a lot of people. Uh, I know several people are um, who are who are uh, 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 friends of mine, uh, but quite frankly, it's it's too much of a time commitment. And you're not getting basically anything in game um, out of the outside of game time commitment, right? Oh, well, you unlock the the voyage. Cool. I've been unlocking the voyages. And guess what? I haven't done anything of the outside stuff. So there you go. Um, but, but yeah, it is what it is. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert for anyone out there who has not um, um, done the, the mystery who is still trying to do it on their own without actually looking up guides and stuff. At this point, you may want to skip ahead on your podcasting app, like a little bit because a couple minutes, maybe, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the codes, right? I'm going to go through the codes. So for anyone out there like me who has no interest in the out of game, uh, code breaking crap that they did, um, I'm going to give you the codes. So that way, now that it's done before the 22nd, when the mystery is done and over with, um, you can go in, type in the codes in the website, and then you can go do the voyages and get all your in-game stuff unlocked. So here we go. Here's your spoiler. I've warned you. Don't complain at me. The answer to puzzle one in order to unlock the voyage is the word outcast spelled in elite speak. So that is zero U T C four five T right. Outcast in elite speak place the, 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 most of the vowels uh, with numbers. So again, zero U T C four five T the puzzle number two for the code on the website that you have to type in to get access to the voyage in game is two faced. That is the number two F a C E D two faced with the two being a number, not a letter code for number three to get the third voyage in game is three G D U R G. I have no idea what that I have no idea what that's supposed to spell out or anyways, it's three G D U R G that's how it looks to me and breaking from the using of letters and numbers, uh, number four, the one that was just solved this week. The code for number four is bait, trap, break, retake. So that is all letters with spaces in between B A I T space T R A P space B R E A K space R E T A K E. And those will, if you type in those codes, uh, on the website, um, you will then be able to get the voyages in the game, get your four keys, unlock the chesticles and get your golden gold hoarder skull memento, uh, to put on your ship. Um, I know for me, I still have to do three and four. Um, but, uh, I'm going to probably be knocking them out this weekend. 
uh, or maybe a little bit of free time this week, I'll be knocking them out um, to make sure I have it all done. So there you go. Um, there is your codes. Um, if you missed them, well, I will put a link in the description for Rare Thief that gives you the breakdown of the mystery um, as it unfolded um, in four parts. And the last part was the longest. So check out the description below if you would like those codes visually or if you want to copy pasta them um, into your uh, Sea of Thieves account um, on their website. So let's talk a little bit about Monkey Island, shall we? We talked a little bit last week. Um, I rushed that video uh, and, and, and show out last week because I wanted to get uh, it out as soon as the Xbox Showcase was done because, again, I was behind last week because of the Xbox Showcase. I wanted to make sure I talked about it because I knew everyone else would be talking about it on their show, so I wanted to get mine out as well. Um, so... There was a little bit more information provided after the Xbox showcase. So after I recorded my episode immediately following the Sea of Thieves announcement, um, Mike Chapman had an interview um, with, I believe it was Xbox Wire or something like that. And he talked and gave a little bit more detail about this partnership um, with Disney, with LucasArts, which, by the way, before anyone continues to tell me, Lucas Games the studio that they're working with was formerly Lucas arts. Okay. So it's, I'm correct. Piss off. Okay. And he went into a lot more details. Now there, there to be fair, there wasn't, a, it was really interesting to hear, but for me, I want to see it. I want to play it. Words are cheap and I want to see them execute this. Right. So the biggest call out that I think was, was interesting to me was the fully explore the landscape piece. Okay. So if you remember in a pirate's life, you got a decent amount of area to explore in some of the tall tales. But when you went to like the, the, the sea of the damned, you were very limited on where you could go, right? They, they specifically put barriers in your way. So you could not have a free range exploring, um, experience, right? They were, they were basically funneling you like cattle to slaughter. If you will, they were funneling you through the different environments, um, to, to, to tell the story, but you did not have free reign to explore wherever you want. There were invisible walls, there were visible walls, but the goal was we are going to show you what we want to show you. And that's all you're going to see. You might see some stuff in the background and things like that, but you are not going to have a full reign exploration ability in some of these areas. Um, now a few of the tall tales were a little bit more open, right? Tall tale one, a little bit more open as you're exploring the, um, the Island inside the sea of the damned. Now, once you got to the ferryman ship, it was very closed down. You were able to visit just the areas that they wanted you to visit during the time that they wanted you to visit them. Um, you did not get full reign to explore the entire ferryman ship. 
Um, you know, and, and, and even when you started to dive into like the crystal caverns, uh, when you were, when you were in the, uh, sunken kingdom, there was a little bit of exploration you could do, but in general, it was very locked down and they made sure you could only go where they wanted you to go in order to tell the story. Mike has specifically said in this interview that the, uh, melee Island and monkey Island will be fully explorable. So if you want to explore melee Island and check out the, uh, the, the sold as is ship set or ship, uh, salesman from Stan. If you want to explore that, if you want to explore the clock tower, uh, if you want to explore the scum, um, the scum bar, if you want to explore all around the Island, according to him, it will be fully explorable. So again, a very open, um, adventure area like the sea of thieves already is. So if you're, if you're walking around on, let's say cannon cove, you know, you can explore all of cannon cove. There might be some places you have to reach with a cannon, um, off your ship, but you can explore all of cannon cove. Now, just like the shores of gold, just about everywhere in the shores of gold, you can explore either through air or walking around. So based on what he says in this interview, that is what I'm most excited about. Because as I mentioned, I'm going to be playing through Return to Monkey Island um, just so I can get an understanding of these characters. And it'll be up on the Pirate Talk Radio YouTube channel as I play through it. Um, but I, I would like to explore these areas. I, I'm going to see them in Return to Monkey Island, and I want to be able to explore them inside the Sea of Thieves um, without limitations. Now, I'm not saying the limitations that they put on us in the Pirate's Life took away from that experience. I enjoyed a Pirate's Life immensely. I enjoyed going through it. I enjoyed all that. Um, but having a more open exploration area is very exciting to me. So that was the big one that kind of popped out to me um, that I was very excited about. Um, and, and hearing that the other piece that I'm very excited about is that they have the original voice actors coming back. So, um, guy brush, his voice actor was the voice actor in the trailer. And it was actually kind of funny because, um, right after the trailer launched, uh, the voice actor of guy brush tweeted, Hey, I can follow rare now and see a thieves now without, you know, causing any alarm because again if the voice actors of of monkey island started to follow rare and started to do it, 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 trust me y'all nerds out there would see that and you would start to speculate and you'd start to point and be like oh see see the monk guy brush the three wood is it, the voice actors following sea of thieves now it's it's happening it's coming you know don't, don't tell me you wouldn't y'all nerds out there would do that because y'all there's a lot of you nerds out there that are on Twitter all the time and checking following lists and all that stuff just to try to make something up. Okay. I know, I know. So anyways, uh, and I tweeted at him, uh, welcomed him to see a thieves and he liked my tweet and I felt special. Um, but the original voice actors are, um, back. So I'm excited about that. Obviously we did not have the original voice actors in a pirate's life. Um, just because again, this is nothing against the voice actors of Monkey Island, but when you're talking about people like Johnny Depp um, and those folks, a little bit more pricey, right? Those, those folks are a little bit more pricey. And in fact, when Disney does Pirates of the Caribbean inside their games, they don't use Johnny Depp for Jack Sparrow or the other folks anyway. So uh, it's not that Sea of Thieves couldn't afford it. It's literally that Disney doesn't even pay for those folks to do voice acting, right? So, it, but, but for fans of Monkey Island and for those of you 
you and those of us who are playing through Monkey Island um, in order to prepare for this upcoming what I'm going to call DLC, uh, the free DLC of Monkey uh, Legend of Monkey Island. It's going to be nice that the the voice actors that we hear and fall in love with in a Monkey Island video game is going to be the same ones that we hear and fall in love with um, in Sea of Thieves. So that that was exciting to me. I like when I like when games and when movies and stuff make sure they get the original folks to do some of this stuff because that's who you fall in love with, right? Very few times do they replace a character um, and the second character you fall in love with more than the first, right? So that's that's just me. Uh, I know it's not always feasible and doable, um, but I'm glad that, that this is happening. But everything was not silver and gold and rainbows and unicorns, however. Happy Pride Month, by the way, everyone. Um, there was some drama that came right after the Xbox showcase um, when some tweets and some interviews were released <clears throat> from a man by the name of Ron Gilbert. Now, for those of you who don't know who Ron Gilbert is, Ron Gilbert was the original creator of the Monkey Island series. Now, why is there drama, you say? Well, according to Ron, he was not consulted by LucasArts, by Disney, or by Rare um, in the negotiations and lead-up to Legend of Monkey Island. Was he irritated about it? Was he mad about it? I, I was just reading words, right? I didn't see his, his, a, a, a vocal interview. Uh, but some of the words I would definitely say he seemed annoyed that he was not consulted. Now, before anyone jumps on rare, which I don't think anyone's going to jump on rare before anyone gets irritated about this, please keep in mind that Ron Gilbert may have been the creator of Monkey Island, but Ron Gilbert's Monkey Island IP is owned by LucasArts, which is owned by Disney. They do not have to consult with Ron Gilbert if they want to put Monkey Island in a Final Fantasy game or, well, Kingdom Hearts. They don't have to consult with Ron Gilbert if they want to put Monkey Island in an X-Man game or a, or a Spider-Man game. They don't have to, okay? Disney owns LucasArts or Lucas Games, and they own the IP of Monkey Island. I don't know why Ron Gilbert is upset about this or is irritated or whatever about it. Look, dude, you created it, but the IP does not belong to you. I, I understand why you might be a little irritated, right? Like that's your baby. That is what you gave birth to in this world. You created this series that so many people love, but it, it you don't own it. You do not own the IP. So, Rare did nothing wrong here. They did through the exact channels they should have, going to LucasArts, going to Disney. And in fact, Disney has consulted with Ron on several IPs of Monkey Island after his, his first set of Monkey Islands that he did. He has been consulted on him, but it's not required that they do so, right? Because they own the IP, they can do what they want with it, but they have consulted on him for a bit. Now, to also clear up this a little bit, Mike Chapman specifically said the point where his the, the Sea of Thieves story takes over is after Guybrush Threepwood and Elaine get married, right? They sail off with the just married in the background of their ship, um, and they sail off, and his thought was they're going to take a honeymoon on the Sea of Thieves. 
That's that's kind of what his brain was processing, right? So the Ron Gilbert um, Monkey Islands are before this DLC in the canon story, right? They are before this. This happens after Ron Gilbert's. Now, Ron has consulted with like Return to Monkey Island, things like that. He has been consulted, but he is not the creator of those. He's just been a, a, a consulting figure. So Disney and uh, Lucas Games uh, um, have been the driving forces in the, the, the more recent Monkey Island, though Ron was consulted. So here's the thing. Though I think that some magic could have happened if Ron and Mike Chapman put their heads together um, to build this. I could also see because sea of thieves is a first person adventure um, sandbox game and monkey Island is not um, obviously Ron has a very strong passion for the creation of monkey Island that he did. And Mike Chapman has a strong passion for, what he has created in sea of thieves. I feel like though some magic could happen if those two were able to sit in the same room and talk about how the two worlds could collide. I also feel like there could be a lot of friction and tension, um, based on how Mike would see the monkey Island characters coming into sea of thieves, playing with us in the sea of thieves, how that story transpires and plays with the story of sea of thieves versus Ron, you know, wanting to stay true to monkey Island, wanting his characters to take the forefront. I could definitely see some tension that could, that could have transpired here. I don't know Ron personally. I know Mike. Um, I've had the, uh, the amazing opportunity to talk to Mike and Joe. I feel like they would be very welcoming and open to, to Ron and, and what Ron would have to say about things in, in monkey Island. But at the end of the day, they're also going to want to protect the style, the theme and the stories and characters inside sea of thieves. So could there be some magic if those two had worked together and Ron was consulted? Absolutely. Could there also be some headbutting and frustrations? Probably. So again, rare did nothing wrong here. They followed the exact channels they needed to going through, uh, uh Lucas arts, going through Disney, working together to bring this to us. And I'm very, very excited. Um, at, at the end of July, to go to the legend of monkey Island and fully explore that wonderful world. I'm super excited to, to learn about Guybrush three wood three wood, because I always miss the P there. Can't we just be Guybrush three wood? And we just uh, uh, assume he's a tripod smart people help the dumb people. Um, also they missed a huge opportunity in the trailer. Um, I've seen this joke passed around a long time. Um, I, w I hope there's a meme out there, but when guy, uh, guy brush cuts his belt and his pants fell down, like guy brush guy Bush because pants anyways, smart people help the dumb people guys. Thank you very much. Um, uh, as always for tuning in for listening, please go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Devram TV. Come by the stream. Um, um, come by the, the, come by the stream, twitch.tv slash Davram. Also make sure you subscribe with notifications on, on the pirate talk radio YouTube channel. Cause I can tell you this, there's some, there's some new content coming very soon. 
I'm still working out all the little bits and pieces uh, that's going to give you more content, both on the podcasting side um, and the YouTube side to the Pirate Talk Radio brand. But guys, take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week. I hope mine slows down a little bit. I'm excited to see everyone at Festive Legends. Happy Pride Month. Go celebrate yourself. Go celebrate that community. If you're not celebrating that community, keep your damn mouth shut and support. You know, be, be a good person. Treat other people with respect and love. Talk to you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.